What up, y'all? It's your man, Austin. I'm back again, back for episode four. Thank you for joining me here on The Lost Art as usual. I appreciate it. Uh, I know it's been a while. I know I said I wouldn't do it. My bad. Life has a funny way of letting you know that there are other priorities that you need to attend to besides your passions and your hobbies. And so not using that as an excuse, but that's kind of what happened. So um, before I start anything, I'm not going to have a podcast dedicated to or a segment dedicated to the COVID-19, the coronavirus, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to address it very briefly. I know that's the last thing you want to hear, but obviously it's affecting everybody and it's affecting lives. So I'm going to address it pretty much right here, right now. So um, and it kind of ties in with the reason why it's been a little bit since the last podcast. So um, obviously, we're in the midst of this whole coronavirus thing. People have different opinions about it. People want to comment on it. You know, they've taken to social media. Obviously, it's affected everybody. We're hoarding food. We're hoarding TP for some reason. It's just been nuts. And so um, this month was actually supposed to be a really good month for me. Um, I had a lot of exciting things coming up. I've had interviews. I've had concerts. You know, I, I bought tickets to Rage Against the Machine, and that's a band that I've wanted to see ever since I was in high school. I just never had a chance to see them, and I was so excited for that concert. And when this whole thing came about, they had to postpone it. So obviously, um, they're going to go ahead and move that back. And then, of course, my interviews got moved back and. It's just been it's just been crazy for everybody. So, you know, hopefully you guys are doing your part. And no matter what your opinion is about this whole thing, guys, the best way for us to get back to a normal life and getting back to quote unquote our regularly scheduled programming is to just, you know, social distance, I guess is the the slang term for this, but you know, self-quarantine, stay away from people as much as you can. Obviously, go out and buy groceries, go get some gas you know, go, you know, if you want to go out and hike, do that, but just make sure that you guys are doing your part so we can just get back to normal. Because I know you and everybody else out there just wants to get back to a normal life and be able to do the things that we're fortunate enough to do in the United States. So that's all I'm going to say about coronavirus. So uh, just wanted to kind of point that out. So anywho, um, again, you can reach me on email. I know you guys got some time now for some email. So if you have any questions, you have any comments that you want to send me, I would love to hear from you. Again, the email address is really simple. It's thelostart at yahoo.com. That's it. Thelostart at yahoo.com. No spaces, no capitalization, all lowercase. Thelostart.com. So, or I'm sorry, <laughs> thelostart at yahoo.com yahoo.com. There you go. So email me, give me some comments. I would love to hear from you guys. Let's have some interaction. And a great way of interacting with email is actually, I'm going to address that right now. So without further ado, the first email that we're going to see on the Lost Art, and that's going to come from my... First one is going to be entitled, first email, how appropriate is this, guys? Bitches and weed. 
Bitches and weed. What more do you want in life, right? Well, for some of us, I guess. Anywho, I'm just going to go ahead and move on with that. So question one, do you think your parents, my parents or even grandparents would have been together as long as they were if they had access to things like dating apps, internet and technology? Do you think they would have even met if they had things like tech helping them? My answer is no. What do you think? Do you think tech is as much of an impediment as it is an advantage to us? Sitting on our devices all day haven't made us more caring, nor have they made it easier to connect or cultivate long, lifelong relationships or friendships. Love and friendships take years of hard work. No app can give you a shortcut or hack to make it easier. Oh, we have a second question. The second question is, in your estimation, do you think it is wrong for a man to show emotion, specifically cry? Sincerely yours, Edward Penis Hands. <laughs> uh, we're just going to, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Uh, it's a friend of mine, and he's being funny, so I'm going to read that on air. I thought that was kind of funny. So, all right, well, let's address it. So, the first question I have is, do you think your parents, my parents, or even your grandparents would have been together as long as they have if they had access to things like dating apps, internet, and technology? I'm going to have to agree with him on that. I'm going to say no. And the reason being is because, um, yes, it was a different time, you know, um, you know, this was back in the, the fifties and sixties and, you know, obviously America was in a different place. You know, we were experiencing prosperity and we were out of war and, you know, it was the time between, uh, World War II and Vietnam. And I think that, you know, having the time, um, and having access to other people as much as they could. Cause let's remember, you know, not everything was rainbows and, and puppy dogs and lollipops back then. I mean, people still had bad marriages just like they have bad marriages today, you know? And so maybe it was more taboo back then to be divorced. And that's why I think a lot of marriages probably worked out or stayed, uh, people were staying together longer is because it was so taboo to get, to be divorced. and was kind of looked upon, um, negatively by society. But I think that, yeah, I think even back then, you know, if, if they were given the opportunity to get on Bumble or Tinder or have the internet and be on social media, I think the temptation would be there. I mean, we're human beings. We're going we're gonna to be tempted. And, you know, I really think that um, a large, I'm not saying that every single person in back then, including our parents, would do this, but I just think in general, and again, this is, I'm speaking in generalities, that's what I do on this show. But I think in general, as you know, as far as the population is concerned, I think people would be more um, tempted and I think there'd be more options and, you know, having more options definitely takes people to a different place and there's less loyalty involved. And I honestly think that even though that, you know, I think morals and values were obviously more stronger back then. So I think it would be probably, they would be resistant to it a little bit more, but I think overall, I think you would still see, um, a lot more of that going on as opposed to just not having it at all. So I think, yeah, I think even with the time and the morals and values and things like that, even back then, I still think that people would be tempted and they wouldn't probably still be together as long as they would be. So I'm going to agree with him on that. And, 
it says, do you think tech is as much of an impediment as it is an advantage? Sitting on our devices all day haven't made us more caring people, nor have they made it easier to connect or cultivate lifelong relationships or friendships. I agree with that too. Um, I think, you know, when we discussed this on the last, on the last podcast in episode three, I don't, I don't think technology, especially social media, I mean, is it nice to be on social media and be able to connect with friends and share what's going on? And there's a lot of positive things that can come from it. But, you know, I think as a whole, I don't think that we've, it's, it's made us better human beings. I think it's actually made us worse. You know, we've become very self-centered, become very selfish. Um, a lot of people do a lot of posting, not because of, you know, for righteous reasons, but just because they need attention. And that's really the only way they can get it is by posting online. And I just don't think it's healthy. I think you need to talk to people. We, you know, I mentioned that if you guys need help, I would definitely talk to a friend face to face. I would go seek counseling, but I don't think that, you know, doing, doing counseling online in, in the form of social media is very healthy. And I also don't think that posting, you know, selfies, um, you know, for you ladies with, you know, obviously ass and titties hanging out and guys, you know, taking pictures in the gray sweatpants is, you know, really the route that we should be going down. And I don't think that's, you know, making us better people. You know, I just think that's, those are cries for attention, cries for, um, well, just cries for attention, to be honest with you. So, you know, there's lots more healthier ways to get attention than to be doing that stuff. So, um, that's how I feel about that. And then the second question is, says, in your estimation, do you think it is wrong for a man to show emotion, specifically cry? Um, that's really tough because, you know, obviously the show is centered around being an alpha and, you know, whether you guys like it or not, you know, and I know obviously I have my female listeners out there and, you know, men can, you know, obviously men have been taught over the years and their past that, you know, you're not masculine if you cry and, you know, I mean, it's it's one thing to cry. Obviously, if if you're losing a loved one and they and they have passed on, that's way different situation. It's different if you're going through relationship problems and you're just you've reached a point where literally you have you just don't have any other emotion than to other uh, other than to cry. But I think that being an alpha male, you know, you have to show, um, you know, you have to show patience. You have to show strength in times of of uh, hardship. And I think if you see a man crying, I don't necessarily think that looks weak, but I think that, you know, there is a negative connotation and that is, is, you know, they can't handle the situation as it stands. And, you know, I think in certain situations, obviously, like I said before, you know, examples I gave you was being at a funeral, being in a relationship that's gone awry, um, you know, there's, there's obviously situations that warrant that publicly, but as a male, um, you know, I would definitely try to at least refrain from showing that publicly, um, just because you just don't want to give off the wrong impression and people don't know what you've gone through. And so people judge. And so if people see you crying, then people are going to judge. And I know, that being an alpha male means that you don't care about what other people think. But in the same token, if you're putting out publicly, you know, basically signs of weakness. And I understand that being emotional and crying in instances, you know, isn't showing weakness, it's showing strength. And I, I understand that viewpoint. But I think overall, 
you want to show, again, you want to show that you have control of your emotions, you're able to think properly, you're able to make decisions, even though you are under emotional stress. So it's, it's kind of like, that's kind of a tough question to answer. I think in some instances, public, you know, being able to show your emotions in public are warranted and some aren't. And so that's really kind of tough. That really depends on the male and, and how comfortable you are, you know, to me. I just think that, you know, like I said, if you're going through something extremely, extremely tragic, obviously, I think that's um, warranted. But I think that, you know, if there's other things that are going on, I think you need to show a little bit of strength, a little bit of resiliency and be that man that can make the decisions that can come through in the clutch and not let his emotions get the better of him. And then obviously, when it's over and you have some time to reflect, if you do need to get that out, then I think that is healthy. So I guess that's my answer. Love it, leave it, take it, leave it, whatever. <laughs> that's where I'm at. All right. We have one more email and the email that I'm going to read. <laughs> this is another interesting one. Gay or serial killer? That's interesting. I love it. All right, let's, let's dive in. While watching a documentary on a serial killer, I was reminded of how... Per- peculiar our society is when it comes to stereotypes and we as people are often trying to make sense of humans and behavior we don't understand when it comes to hurting animals or murder using stereotypes might help some folks understand the incomprehensible an example would be don't be surprised if johnny serial killer quote unquote used used to torture animals as a child yes sometimes a plus b equals c However, correlation doesn't always prove causation. My question is this. Why do some folks infer that I must be a sexual predator, LGBTQ, or some weirdo serial killer because I'm single and don't have kids? The American dream always has has always included being married and having kids. In our country, it seems that unless you fall in line with every expectation, jump through every hoop, You can't truly be happy. I constantly hear other people ask the question, why? Why do you like Pepsi instead of Coke? Why do you think him instead of her? Maybe it makes people happy to vilify and assail those who are different from themselves. The quote unquote why shouldn't really matter if it truly makes you happy and doesn't hurt or impact others. Yours, again, from Edward Penis Hands. Same person, but man, coming strong. Coming real strong. See, this is what I'm talking about, people. This is what I'm talking about. We're getting into the nitty-gritty. We're getting into the meat and potatoes. Loving it. I want to hear some good emails. Now, you don't have to maybe come with a fire like this, but, you know, I'm liking this. Hopefully, you guys are liking it too. So, let's go back to the question. The question is, why do some folks infer that I must be a sexual predator, LGBTQ, or some weirdo serial killer because I'm single and don't have kids? Well, I kind of addressed that in the past. I don't know if it was episode three or episode two. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I think people are just, they, they truly honestly want to be comfortable with the decisions that they make. And what makes them comfortable with the decisions that they make is seeing others make the same decision. And I think that whenever you have people that are married, people that have kids, 
they want to obviously associate with other people who are married and have kids because we ultimately want to be around those that are similar to us. You know, I've also mentioned in the past episode is, you know, your group of friends are pretty much the same as you. We like to associate with people that are like us, you know, and that could be, you know, same interests, same hobbies, where you're at in life. And I think this is just another example. And what's really tough is, is whenever you have friends, you know, I've had friends from college that have gotten married and had kids and I don't hear from them anymore. And when I was younger, it, I really took offense to that and it hurt me. You know, I'm thinking like, I've known this, this guy for, you know, over 10 years and now I don't hear from him at all. And as I've grown older, I've realized that it's not, it's nothing personal. And I know that's really hard to, to, to see for some of you guys, maybe still, but for you guys that have kind of been through the same situation as me, it really isn't personal. And why I say that is because whenever you move on to those stages in life, there's, you know, there's outside factors, of course, but, you know, you're going to get from the wife or you're going to get from the husband, well, they aren't really someone I want to see you hanging out with because, you know, they're single, they're out hanging around, and you're going to be tempted into doing those kinds of things. And, you know, I think that's, I understand why they're saying that, but I don't necessarily agree with that statement. That comes really from a place of insecurity from my perspective. It's just my perspective. I'm not saying that you guys should agree with everything that I say, but I'm just saying that's my perspective on it. But that's what, that's what's said. And so, you know, they're like, well, you should, we should go and do a double date with, you know, Jack and Susan, because Jack and Susan are a nice couple. They've been married for a while and they have kids and they're like us, you know, we can have our little time and the kids can have their play dates and we can have um, dinner with them. And then we can go home at an early hour because they have to put their kids down to bed too. So their schedule is exactly like ours. And so that's kind of how it starts. And then pretty soon, they get rid of all their single friends and they don't contact him anymore. And they're like, well, he's single. He doesn't want to be a, you know, go to a baby shower or he's single and he doesn't want to be a part of this. And, you know, for those of you guys that are married out there and have kids, or maybe you're not married and you have kids, you know, me being a single guy, you know, I still want to be a part of your life. Yeah. Are we going to go out and rage all night? <laughs> like we used to in college and stay up until three in the morning and get messed up and then, you know, hit Jack in the box on the way home? Probably not because you have responsibilities and I understand that, but we can still meet up. We can still find time to hang out and catch up just because you have a different, a little bit of a different life than I do. Doesn't mean that the friendship has to end or I wouldn't enjoy, you know, hanging out with you and uh, your wife or your kids. You know, I mean, that's, that's not what I'm saying at all. You know, but <clears throat> I just think that, you know, people that are that are married, that have kids need to be a little bit more cognizant of their single friends and definitely let them understand that they're still welcome and you don't have to leave them out. Like you can offer, you know, you can offer invitations and you can set up times to meet. I mean, you know, if your kids are playing with somebody, you know, playing with some other kids, like on a play date or something and you want to have them over or you want to meet them somewhere? Awesome. Uh, if you guys are having a barbecue and the whole family's there, you can invite them. It's, you know, I'm sure they'll probably take you up on your offer every now and again. 
but I don't think that you need to alienate your friends. And that's kind of sometimes how us single people feel. We feel that we're alienated and we don't need to be alienated. You know, we can, we still want to be friends and we still want to, you know, be in your guys' lives. But, you know, I think sometimes subconsciously or you don't realize it, you kind of shun us a little bit. So maybe some of you guys out there might be realizing that you're doing this and you don't even realize that you're doing it. And that's why I say I don't take it personal anymore because I understand that you move on. I understand that you have a life and really your life is your kids and you're putting your kids before yourself, which you should do. But I'm just saying, think about your single friends. You know, we're people too. We want to be involved. We want to hang out, you know, as well. Are we going to be doing the same things? No. But are we going to still enjoy each other's time and hang out? Absolutely. So I think that's what he was getting at. And the other part that I want to address too is I want to address the why do people think, what do you, how did he put it? Um, oh yeah, why do some folks infer that I must be a sexual predator or some weirdo serial killer because I'm single? Well, again, some people's idea of what goals are, what their goals are in life are different from somebody else's. You know, their goal might to, might be, I need, I want to get married and have kids. <clears throat> you know, somebody else's goal might be, you know what, I want to be single. I want to establish myself. I want to buy my own place. I want to buy my own, you know, buy some toys, you know, get a motorcycle, get a big screen TV, you know, maybe buy an old school arcade game and stick it in the corner of my house. Maybe that's their idea of, of happiness, you know, and then just date around. There's nothing wrong with that. But I understand the pressure that he's feeling because I, I feel it too. You know, there's people that always ask me, well, how come you're not married? How come you don't have kids? Well, to, be, to, get, to give you guys a, a really honest to goodness answer, I've never wanted them. I've, I've been a teacher for 10 years. I feel that I've, I've done my service to the public as far as having, having kids. I have a niece, a beautiful niece, four years old, and then I'm going to have another either niece or nephew coming on their way in another, you know, seven, eight months. So I kind of view them as, you know, kind of like my kids. And so that's good enough for me. I've, I've just never had the, I've just never had the desire to have kids. I just never have. I don't, I don't know how to explain it to you guys. Just like you can't explain to me how much you want to have kids because I don't understand that. Do I think that you are wrong? No. Have kids. If you truly want to have kids and you truly want to raise them right, and you're putting your kids before yourself, and that's what you truly want to be happy, go and do it. Great. I give you my blessing. But when the tables turn and you say, well, I don't want kids, then everybody gets on their high horse all of a sudden, and then they want to tell me how I need to have kids. Well, you don't have... You can't tell me anything. Again, what your idea of happiness is, what your idea of a fulfilling life is, is different than mine. And guess what? That's okay. (coughs) It is not coronavirus, I swear. I have really bad allergies. But yeah, again, everybody's definition of happiness is different. So don't make people feel like they're outcasts because their life is different from yours. All right, that's it. 
It's that simple, guys. We can all get along. We can deal without criticism. I mean, I can come, I can come back and say, I can come back to you guys and say, you know, if you guys have, are married, have kids, or have had that happen in your life, I can say, well, what's wrong with you? Why'd you guys want to have a kid? Why'd you guys want to get married? Don't you just want to be single and be free and be able to make decisions and not be told what to do? I mean, I can come back just as hard as you can come back to me. But it just doesn't seem to work that way now, does it? I always seem that the married people get on their high horse, want to make you feel bad. Well, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. So make sure, you know, that you're not giving your single friends a hard time. Not everybody is on the same time frame. Just because you had kids, just because you have a wife, just because you have a house with a white picket fence does not mean that everybody else has to live the same way that you do. I know, (laughs) well, let me address this too. (sighs) That also could be coming from a place of jealousy. Mm Mm-hmm. That could be coming from a place of jealousy. Whereas, so here's the perspective here on this one. The people who are married and have kids are envious and jealous of their single friends because they don't have to deal with a lot of the challenges that come along with marriage and having kids. You don't have to deal with daycare. You don't have to deal with, you know, nagging husbands or wives, complaining about this or that. Why didn't you do this? How come you didn't do the honeydew list? How come you didn't, you know, fix the faucet? How come you didn't make me dinner? You know, there's all these things that, you know, that come into play when you're married that you would rather not deal with. And then here's your single friends just not caring, having a time of their lives, not having to worry about any of that stuff. So keep in mind too, married people with kids, that, you know, we understand that things aren't so peachy either. And sometimes when you say those things, that could be coming from a place of jealousy. So just want to let you guys know about that. Because as miserable as you think that we are single, there's a hell of a lot of people that are very unhappy being married and very unhappy having kids. And so their bad decisions are then projected onto us, making us feel guilty that we haven't joined in their misery because misery loves company, right? Yeah. So I'm just trying to provide you guys with some perspective here because that's what, that's what happens. So, you know, again, not everybody's definition of happiness is the same. Just because one isn't married or one doesn't want to have kids does not mean that they're a psycho. Maybe they just don't want to deal with the hassle. Maybe they just don't honestly just don't have a desire to do that. I know that might seem weird to you, but... It's making them happy. So why piss on the parade? Why have to make them feel like they're an outcast because they're not like you? It's okay. So, what do you guys think about that? Let me know. I would love to hear from you guys. Email me. 
thelostart at yahoo.com. Send me questions, send me comments, send me funny <laughs> introductory emails, whatever. I would love to hear from you guys. Let's get some dialogue going. Most of you guys don't have shit to do anyway, right? Coronavirus? Right? Working from home? Want to break up the monotony? Send me an email. I have a little bit more time now. I'm not going to wait so long to have uh, episodes. So, yippee. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go ahead and take a break. And we'll get into a few segments. I got some really good stuff to talk to you guys about. So, thank you again for joining me here on The Lost Art. Welcome back to segment two, guys. Back here on The Lost Art. Hope you guys enjoyed the uh, first segment. That was something a little bit different. We got some emails. I read some emails. I addressed some emails. So, for me, that's entertaining. For me, that's good. You know, kind of gets me in that mode of you know, what are you guys thinking about? What are some concerns? What are some things that you know you want to address? And I love it. So, <clears throat> if you want your email to be read, please email me at the Lost Art at yahoo.com and it'll be read on there and i think you guys have some good stuff so don't get lazy most of you guys have the time now so why not let's do it all right segment two so what i wanted to address in one of the segments was exactly what i just addressed on the email and that was couples married couples Couples with kids giving us single people, you know, a hard time, you know, asking them why this, why that, how come you haven't done this, how come you haven't, haven't, how come you haven't done that, kind of guilt tripping you on not getting married, kind of guilt tripping you on not having, wanting to have kids. <clears throat> so I'm not going to address that anymore. So that was going to be a segment that I was going to do. And that's, you know, we don't need to address it now because we've already addressed it. <laughs> no need to have uh you know redundant information or redundant segments so actually i just you know just want to kind of shoot off the cuff here for a second you guys ever have music or a song come on that just literally takes you back in a time to where you know where you were at the exact place at that exact moment and you literally feel like you know you went in a time machine back to that I mean, it's just a great feeling, isn't it? You like almost can like smell and taste and feel like where you were at just on a song that you have heard from in a while, right? I had that kind of happen to me today. <clears throat> it was a good experience. I mean, it's it's this isn't like the first time it's happened to me, don't get me wrong, but it's just like whenever you just, you randomly hear a song that you haven't heard from a long time, like it just takes you back and like, you just remember like the good times. You remember the friends that you had and where you were at and where you were living and the time frame and the job you had and maybe the guy or the girl that you were dating. You know what I mean? And it was just it was just a good it was just a reminiscing thing. You're probably wondering what the song is, right? Well, there was a song it came out in 2006. It was by a rapper named Rich Boy. Rich Boy. And it was called Throw Some D's. 
And what was funny about the song is for people that don't understand slang and throw some D's on it, some people thought they were talking about a guy throwing, when they sing throwing D's, you're thinking of double D's, right? So you're going, you're taking your girl or taking a girl to a plastic surgeon and having them put breast implants in her. And they thought that that was slang for that. No, that's not what it was. What he was referring to was D's referring to Dayton's. Dayton's was a brand of, or is a brand of uh, wheels, aka rims. And he said, you know, just bought a Cadillac, throw some D's on it, right? So that's what he's talking about, throwing some Dayton rims on a Cadillac. But, I mean, it was just a, it's just a, it was a great song. I mean, obviously it wasn't really deep. I mean, obviously, you know, it was just, it was a popular song, had an amazing beat to it, had an amazing intro, and then the intro transitioned into the beat and it just slammed. I mean, it was just, it was a good song for the summer. It was like a good summer song. And I just remember in 2006, you know, my friend coming and visiting me, he was on his way, uh, passing through town. He just happened to stop by and he hung out for like a week and we just had a really good time. We went to some spring training games. I, you know, I live in Arizona and uh, during the time <clears throat> that he came, spring training was in full effect. So we went to some spring training games. We hung out. We went to, you know, a few uh, pool parties. It was just a really great time. That song happened to be really popular at the time and it just kind of took me back. So... Here's something that you guys can email me if you don't have an idea. What's a song that you hear sometimes or a song that you can relate to that takes you back into time and it was a good time in your life? That was one of the millions for me. But it just came on randomly the other day and or today actually and that's just what it that's what it reminded me of. I just had a really good time that summer and it was just it was just a good time, and I guess you know right now as you guys very well know to you know this present time that we live in isn't a great time, so you know listen to a song and you know listen to a song that you have good memories about, and it'll put you in a good mood it put me in a good mood so anyway um what I want to talk about is I just want to throw some facts. I know I spoke about this before. But I didn't really get into facts about it, and I wanted to get into some facts about, we talked about, you know, uh, the parent trap. Remember that one? And the parent trap had to deal with women forcing men into um, having children that they didn't want, and the various things that happen. And, you know, if you guys want to go back into that episode, I, I forget which one that was. I think it was either episode two or it wasn't the last one. It had to been episode two, I think. And I addressed some of the things and I went into it. I'm not going to go about it on now because I already talked about it. But I didn't throw some facts and figures into that. And I wanted to kind of do that now because I think it's important. And so what I found out <clears throat> is I looked this up. And I forget what site it was off of. I didn't put down the source. I know, bad to not cite your sources, but I didn't get it off of like, you know, Wikipedia or some, you know, some crappy site. It was actually a good site. I'll, I'm just going to have to go back and give it to you guys. I'll, I'll let you guys know maybe next, next show where I got these facts from. I'll have to look it up again. But it was a, it was a legitimate site. And... <clears throat> 
What I found out about father absenteeism is that not, it, there's, it's nine times more likely that the child will be in jail without the father. It's six times more likely uh, that a child will drop out of high school. It's 12 times more likely that a child without a father will be on welfare. That's crazy numbers. You know, is it, again, and I addressed this before. So before you guys start, you know, trying to attack me and saying, well, you know, I'm a single mom and I'm raising my kids the right way. I'm sure you are. I'm just saying in general, let me repeat myself. This is a show that I'm going to use a lot of generalities because, well, generalities are general and they seem to happen frequently and the numbers are there and it proves it. So this is data that was collected and was analyzed and that's what the numbers were. So don't shoot the messenger. I'm just saying, nine times more likely to be in jail, six times more likely to drop out of high school, 12 times more likely to be on welfare. Single mother families. I looked it up. I'm sure you guys can look it up. We all have smartphones. You can look it up and I'm sure you guys will see this, you know, the same information or something different, but that's, that's the numbers. And it's just, the reason why I'm bringing this back up again is again, guys, if you don't want to have kids, then you need to be, you need to stand firm on that. It's a huge responsibility. It affects everybody. We talked about the ripple effect in that episode. We talked about stakeholders in that episode. We talked about, you know, I even got so far as to talk about the taxpayers, the ones that are, you know, paying for your uh, public schools to stay open. Well, if you're putting in a kid into this world and <coughs> the father isn't around, then you're not, you're not doing anything for society. And again, I addressed it before. I'll address it again. I understand there's situations that happen where it isn't planned that way. I understand that maybe the people are married and they get divorced or something happens. Uh, you know, there's a tragic event and somebody's widowed. Okay, I, I, I address that stuff. But I'm just saying, you know, for the team moms out there and the people that are trying to pressure guys into marriage and trying to have a kid to keep the guy around, you are being completely selfish and you need to rethink your strategy because these are the facts and these are the figures. Nine times more likely to be in jail, six times more likely to drop out of high school, 12 times more likely to be on welfare. That's, that's it. So... <clears throat> you know, yes, women can raise children alone, but not having a father puts the, ch the, the child at a remarkably high risk of being unsuccessful in life, right? That's not what we want to do. I hope, I hope that's not what you guys want to do. But I'm just saying, be righteous in your actions. You know, don't try to have a, a baby to keep the guy around and then have this happen. I mean... Like I said, do you think, you know, you think your life is bad now? Just wait till you have a child and you don't have the support that you need. Now, for those single moms out there, they're doing their thing and, you know, raising your kids right. I mean, I give you guys all the credit in the world. Don't get me wrong. It's remarkable what you guys do. And, you know, I definitely want to reach out and say I appreciate that, you know, and I just want to make sure that I address that because... I'm not saying that every woman does this. I'm not saying that every woman is thinking that way. But we're seeing a huge increase in the population and we're seeing a huge increase in father absenteeism. And that plays a major role into it. And then also guys have to step up. 
you know, if you're with a woman and you have a kid, you know, I understand that maybe you didn't want that kid, but you need to step up and be a man and help him out. Now, if it's done maliciously, that's one thing. But, you know, I still say that you need to, you need to make sure that you take care of the kid. Because, you know, those facts and figures aren't wrong. You know, we all got to do our part. We all got to make it a better place for the child. So, but <clears throat> you know what stops all this, right? You know what stops all of this? Being on regular birth control, wearing a condom. That's it. Let's be smart, people. It's not hard to not have a baby and still be able to have fun, right? So, condom guys, birth control girls, if birth control sends your body into a frenzy, which is usually the number one complaint about why they don't want to be on birth control, um, visectomy for guys and tubes tied for girls. There you go. You know, it's... May sound drastic, but, you know, again, we got to keep these numbers down. You know, we got to make decisions. We got to make hard decisions. So if you want to have fun, okay, you can have fun. But remember, you have consequences for your actions. Birth control, tubes tied, <laughs> condoms. There's lots of ways to not have a kid. So let's not even have that even be a possibility and just save everybody the, the trouble. I just thought those facts and figures were just crazy. That's, that's just amazing. All right. <clears throat> so one other thing I wanted to address on this segment was obviously this show is talking about, you know, being a alpha male. And so one thing that I saw that I thought was really cool was, I don't know if you guys have seen this. This has actually been circling around YouTube. It's been circling around social media. And it comes from a 17-year-old uh, 17 year old man, I should. <coughs> <coughs> I swear I don't have the Rona, guys. I swear. I swear I don't have the Rona. Just some really bad allergies. I have a routine. I have to flush my nose out with a neti pot. If you guys don't know what a neti pot is, then you don't have allergies. Because everybody that has allergies knows what a neti pot is. So I flush my nose out with a neti pot every morning. I have a Vicks vapor stick that I inhale in both nostrils, and I take a Walzir, which is, you know, the Walmart version of, um, what is it, Zantac. <clears throat> so yeah, major, major allergies. All right, anyway, I digress. 17-year-old man, he stands his ground uh, on stage at a YG concert. All right, and this is totally alpha male status. So you guys are probably like, well, who's YG? Well, YG's a rapper, all right? If you YouTube him, Google him, you'll find out, you know, what he does. But it, it was crazy. I, never, I didn't even know this was a thing. So YG, you know, the, the rapper, invites this kid on stage because I don't know if he says something or he's wearing something, and he invites him on stage, and he basically, in front of the entire crowd... And it's a big crowd. He, on stage, he says, I want you to, to say, fuck Trump. And the kid's like, no, I'm not going to say that. And he's like, well, how come you're not going to say that? And he said, well, you know, I don't 
want to disrespect the president, I don't care who the president is. I'm going to support the president no matter who he, who he is, and I'm not going to say fuck Trump. And he kept trying to guild him into it. You know, he's using the crowd. Um, you know, obviously he's, you know, I guess you could call him a celebrity. I don't know what you'd call him, but he was using pretty much all these different shame tactics and just, I mean, it was really freaking, well, unprofessional for one, just a dick move number two. I mean, it, it, you're turning a concert into a political rally. I mean, you're, you're there to enjoy the concert. You're not there to be berated in front of thousands of people. I mean, you're just, you know, imagine this kid paying for a ticket to this concert, trying to have a good time, gets put up on stage and then tries to be humiliated by a, a, um, an artist in front of thousands of people. I mean, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. You know, th- this is the life and times that we live in. You can't even go to a concert without pol- you know, politics coming up and <clears throat> all this stuff. I mean, just imagine that you're 17 years old. You know, you're not even you're not even 18 yet, and you're stuck with this decision. And how easy would that decision, you know, how easy could that decision be if he just said, "Well, you know, you just said it." I mean, it would be pretty easy at you know as a 17 year old because you know obviously at that age you know you care about what other people think, and you know you're still trying to figure out who you are as a person and you know, what your convictions are. I mean, and he just didn't even bat an eye. He's like, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. And <clears throat> the whole point of me bringing this up is not to promote one side over the other. I think, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk politics on this show. If you want to, you know, hear about politics, you can go and, you know, find that, you know, find a different channel, find a different podcast. But I'm just trying to prove a point. And the point is, is that was complete alpha male status. That's AMS, alpha male status. You have a celebrity, very well known, telling you to denounce, you know, go against your beliefs and say something that you don't really truly feel. You have thousands of people basically telling you that you're, you know, know, a piece of crap for not saying that. And you need to agree with this celebrity or this artist or whatever you want to call him. And he just stood up there and... He's like, no, I'm not saying it. And then he just, you know, eventually he realized that he wasn't going to get the response that he wants from this kid. So he eventually just basically very rudely tells him to exit off the stage. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, the audacity. Again, you know, like some of these, some of these artists and some of these celebrities, I mean, they just go way over and beyond. I mean... I understand you have money. I understand that you're very well known, but that just goes to your head. I mean, that you're that's just acting unreasonable at that point. I mean, shit. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just you got to wonder what they're thinking. I don't think they. I don't, I don't think they do think. I think they just think. Well, <clears throat> I'm a highly successful artist. I'm a highly successful actor. I can tell people what to do. I have all this money, and people kiss up to me, and this and that. I honestly don't think they, they can, they really live in the same, like mentally, they don't live in the same world that we do. I think they live like in a different matrix or something. But I mean, who would do that? What kind of decent human being would just take a kid out of, out of a concert, out of a crowd, put him on stage, put him on the spot? I mean, that's just, that's just disrespectful. I don't have any respect for that guy. I don't know. 
I, I had never, I've never heard or seen anything like that. And I saw it on YouTube. You can Google that. You can Google, you know, 17 year old YG concert or YG concert uh, argument or 17 year old gets pulled up on stage at YG concert. Like you can go and watch it. I mean, it's unreal. I've never seen anything like that, but I was like, man, good for him. That's an alpha male right there. Studying his convictions, not getting pressured into, into saying something or doing something that him or, you know, somebody else or thousands of other people want you to do. He just stood up tall to him and said, no, I'm not doing that. Got to give mad respect, mad respect to the 17 year old. I got to find out that kid's name. I mean, if that isn't, if that is an alpha male status, I don't know what is. I just was really impressed by that, guys. I just had to share that with you. I mean, who would have really, who could sit there and honestly say, oh, I would have done that too as a 17 year old? Well, probably a lot of you guys, because it's easier to just say it than to do it, right? But man, that just impressed me. I just, like I said, I just wanted to share it with you guys. Just impressed me. That's alpha male status. That is exactly what an alpha male does. Stands his ground in the face of adversity. Love it. Love it. All right, guys. Well, that's all I have for you on segment two. And we'll get to a little bit of segment three and Mr. Two Real. All right. Thanks for joining me here on The Lost Art. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, I'm doing segment three a little bit differently. Usually, this is Mr. Two Reels time. Well, Mr. Two Reels is going to have to wait because I want to address something and an experience that I had. And maybe you guys have had the same experiences I had. And what I'm referring to is I'm talking about the shit test. Now, what on earth is a shit test, you might ask? <clears throat> Well, a shit task is basically, and this can go both ways. So since I'm a guy, I'm going to obviously talk about the guy's perspective. Ladies, you know, obviously you can go ahead and think about a guy doing this, but I don't date guys. So I'm going to go ahead and say my experience with the girl. But anyway, what is the shit test? The shit test is a test that women have that basically, whenever you're first talking to somebody and you're interested, you want to get into a dating situation, the first date, the second date, all kind of stuff. Instead of going on dates, they want you to kind of do things for them to show if you really like them. And that could be a number of different things. It could be, hey, can you pick me up from here? Hey, can you do this for me? Hey, can you fix this? Hey, can you whatever? And what they're doing is, is they're seeing what, where your boundaries are. What is the boundary that you're going to do? What's, you know, what's the level you're going to reach where they can pretty much have you doing things for them and then not getting anything in return? And basically, they're going to see if you're a doormat. Can they wipe their feet all over you? Can they tell you what to do and you do it? When they say jump, you say how high. That's what a shit test is. And this happens. For you ladies out there, it's a thing. For you guys out there, you guys definitely know it's a thing. Because we've all experienced it. Now, ladies, I can't speak for you. 
I don't date guys. I don't know if guys do this. I'm sure they probably do. But again, I'm talking about this situation from a male perspective. This is a male perspective show, and I speak in generalities. So I keep wanting to repeat that to make sure that we're all on the same page here so you don't start thinking that, you know, I'm a sexist or I think that all women are this way. Nope, I'm just telling you guys what my experiences are and what I've been through and what other guys have been through so you can get a better idea of how, about how men think and view things. <clears throat> All right, now that we've established that, I'm going to move forward. So, the shit test happens all the time, especially in today's world, especially in the day of social media and dating and Tinder and Bumble and Hinge and all these dating sites. You know, they want to see how far they can push you before the line is drawn. Some guys play into the game and it really ruins it for us other guys who don't play that game. So whenever they have this, these expectations set so high, well, this guy did this for me in the past. How come you're not doing it? That's where it comes from. Some poor sap thinks that by being a doormat and doing everything that the woman says is going to get him laid or a date. And really, guys, that's not how it works. And the alpha male knows that you do not get in good with a woman by doing everything for her and getting treated like a doormat. And then once they're done with their, all their needs, then they just drop you like a hat and move on to the next guy. Once they've gotten their service from you, right? So I'm going to give you guys a personal example of this. So the personal example that I have is... is um, well, I was, I met some girl out dancing and again, this isn't, you know, anybody that I've spoken to or have been involved with. We did not get in a relationship. We did not even date. I wouldn't allow it. So for those of you guys out there that know me, there don't make any preconceived notions because it's not anybody that I've been in a relationship with. It's not any, anybody that I've dated. <clears throat> so moving forward. So this girl I met out dancing Wanted to hang out, and I said, okay, you know, we can hang out, we can do whatever, um, you know, kind of start things out a little casual, and, you know, she texted me one day, and she said, hey, do you want to hang out, what are you doing, I'm like, yeah, I don't really have anything much going on, what would you have in mind, you know, so I'm just going to stop it right there for a second, now, what would you think I was, I was thinking she was meaning? Well, anybody with, you know, a sense of logic would say, well, maybe she wants to go and grab a coffee. Maybe she wants to, um, I don't know, <laughs> go on a bike ride by the lake. Maybe she wants to go hiking. Maybe she wants to go to an art museum. <laughs> I don't know. Something that you would think that, you know, a casual date or a hangout would be, right? Go grab some drinks. Nope, that's not what she had in mind. You want to know what she said to me? She said, well, hey, I'm doing my, uh, I have a back patio and I'm redoing the entire thing. I'm building it, rebuilding it from scratch. Do you want to come over and help me with it? And so I was like, stop right there. So her idea of fun for us 
was to um, do manual labor? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. I knew immediately. Now, see, in the past, I might have. Here's in the past. Here's what I would have done in my younger age, right? I would have thought, well, if I help her out with her deck, that's going to get in. I'm going to be getting in good with her, and then she's going to see that I can work well with my hands, and I'll get in good with her, and I'll I'll make a really good first impression, and I'll probably uh, we'll probably have a date, and I'll probably get laid, and this is going to be great, right? That's that's the younger me. No, what that was, guys and girls, was a shit test. She was seeing if I was going to help her build her deck with no promise of anything else. And here's what I mean by that. Let me tell you a little bit more. So as she's texting me this, she's like, yeah, we're going to rebuild the back deck and we have all the wood and everything and I have a saw and it'll be fun and it's a great day outside. And that's all she said. There wasn't like, hey, afterwards, maybe we can get some drinks. Afterwards, maybe we can grab some dinner. Afterwards, maybe we can, I don't know, chillax and I don't know. I'll make you dinner or something. No, she wanted me to come over and build this deck with her and then leave. And I'm like, uh... I don't, I don't think you understand like how this works. Like, I don't think that coming over and me doing manual labor sounds like a lot of fun to me. And it didn't. And I told her that. I was like, that's exactly what I told her. I wish I would have saved the text. But I remember vividly about what I said. I was like, um, I don't think that, you know, a date or a hangout you know, for me, that's not the definition of a good time is doing manual labor because that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like manual labor and hard work. And trust me, I'm not afraid of hard work, but not in a date situation, not for a hangout. Like who does that? Who invites you over? Hey, why don't you work on this with me? I've known friends for years that's never asked me to work on anything in their house. And I've known them for years. And I'm talking about like more than two. I'm talking about like five, 10 years. I've never once had anybody ask me to help them build a deck or build an awning or whatever. I mean, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. And guess what? The reason she asked that was probably because, again, some poor sap in the past probably said yes to it, did all the work thinking they were going to get something out of it, and then got turned down. I was like, all right, well, that was fun. I'll see you later. No. So what do you guys think? I'm thinking that the ladies aren't really too happy with this one. (laughs) And I'm thinking the guys are like, yeah, that's exactly what she was doing. She was just trying to get some free labor out of you. Trying to flirt with you a little bit. Trying to make you think, you know, trying to make you read the situation and then think that you're getting something later where she was pretty much going to turn you away. No, she didn't say anything about drinks. She didn't say anything about dinner. She didn't say anything about doing anything after that. And I was like, well, what was your plan? And she said, well, I was just going to work on the deck and I just figured we could hang out and talk and as we're doing it, you could help me out. Well, no, you can get somebody else to do that. (laughs) You can get some poor sap that thinks he's going to get laid because he's going to help you build a deck. Meanwhile, I'm over here 
chilling in the house in the AC, you know, watching the game. Or going out with somebody else that wants to actually get to know me and, and doesn't want anything from me right off the bat. I mean, to me, that sounds like, you know, that's like a boyfriend chore. You know what? And if I was her boyfriend and we had a good relationship, I'd be more than happy to do that for her. Absolutely. But that's that wasn't even a date. That was like a first hangout. Yeah, that doesn't sound sound that doesn't sound good to me. That doesn't sound very promising. Me getting put to work. Mm-mm. No, thank you. So but here's, here's why that's important, guys. You need to set precedence. You need to set boundaries. If you don't want to do something, quit thinking with your dick and say, no, I'm not going to do X, Y, Z for you. I don't think we're there yet. I think that's a boyfriend chore. I think that's a boyfriend, you know, request. I want to get to know you. Let's go out for drinks. Let's go do this. Let's do that. Anything other than doing manual labor in your backyard or whatever it is that she asks you to do. <clears throat> you need to do that. That's important. As much as you don't think it will, what that's going to do for you is that's going to establish respect. She's going to respect you for not being a doormat. She's going to respect you for standing your ground. You know, you're going to get way more out of it setting your boundaries and saying no than going over there and trying to smooth her because then she's like, well, this guy's a pushover. I can get him to do anything. And I don't even have to do, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to give him anything. Time, money, dinner. Happens a lot. And ladies, if you're listening, <clears throat> That's not a good strategy to get a guy uh, interested. We don't want to think of you guys as work. We want to think of you guys as she's chill, she's low key, you know, she's easy to get along with, she's easy to talk to, not, oh, she's going to make me do work. Oh, she's going to ask me for a favor. Oh, she's going to ask me to do this. She's going to ask me to do that. That's earned, you know. Because as much as, as much as a lady wants to know that a man's invested in her, a man wants to know if a woman's invested in him. And if that is established you know, both ways, then yes, dates happen. Relationships happen. Your decks are going to be built. Your plumbing is going to be fixed. Your doors are going to be fixed. Your oil is going to be changed in your car. Your tire is going to be rotated. Whatever it is that the guy can do, he will do it happily for you as long as you show that you're invested in him. It's not a one-way deal. <clears throat> so, man, if you didn't know about the shit test, you do now. If you're not comfortable with something, if you think that the request is a little bit too crazy like that one I just told you about, say no. And if she's going to say, oh, well, that's so rude and this and that, fine. Be rude. Because guess what? She's going to love it. She's going to wonder why you didn't want to help. How come you were the only guy that said no and all these other guys that she's asked in the past that did things for her, that didn't get anything from it? 
Why did he not do that? Hmm, I better call him up. I got to find out why. I want to go on a date with him. All of a sudden, they're intrigued now. That's how it works. I'm telling you, don't be caught up. Be smart. All I know was is that, you know, I didn't get suckered into doing that. And, you know, I, I eventually met somebody that was, in my opinion, way better. So just be patient. Use your head, guys. The right one. And set boundaries. Ladies, I'm sure you can probably relate to some of what I said just from, you know, your perspective. Maybe there's guys that ask you guys to do things uh, and for nothing in return. Maybe you experienced that. So, stop the shit tests. Be fair, be cool. You know, treat people, treat people with respect. Then all those other things can happen. All right, well, that's the end of segment three. Stick around for Mr. Two Real. He has plenty to say. And I will see you guys back here at the Lost Art. What up, guys? For the first time ever, segment four. But for segment four, it's with an individual that you know pretty well. His name is Mr. Two Real. Mr. Turo don't give a damn. He don't care. He wants the smoke. And he's going to tell you how he sees it. So without further ado, Mr. Turo. What up, guys? This is Mr. Turo. It's been a while. With all this stuff going on right now, it's just amazing to me that you have people hoarding toilet paper during a virus. When the hell did toilet paper kill a virus? When the hell did that ever happen? So you got people out here wiping their asses with coffee filters instead of toilet paper. You have the elderly looking for food, looking for toilet paper by themselves, some of them, because they don't have a caretaker because they can't afford one because their insurance doesn't cover it. And we got greedy people out here hoarding things. Well, let me just say this. What's going to happen when a real tragedy happens? What are you going to do? Are you going to start looting? Are you going to start pillaging? Are you going to start hoarding more toilet paper? Or are you going to do the right thing and not panic? So for those of you guys that are hoarding, stop. Think about somebody else. Because you know what? It might be you. That's all I got to say. Thank you for your time. I'm Mr. Too Real, and I'm out. All right. Straight, short, and to the point. See, Mr. Too Real has a little bit of a heart. But he's just calling you guys out on the BS that you're doing. And... That's what he's seeing right now. Apparently, the uh, crazy people, men and women of social media, haven't really been doing too much other than push-ups. So, 
you know, things kind of calm down, things kind of maybe put in perspective. Maybe they're actually seeing the error of their ways. Maybe they listen to the show and they got called out. And now they're like, you know what? That is me. I do need to change some things around in my life. All right. Well, thank you for joining me here on The Lost Art. We're going to have some really good stuff for you uh, next episode. That should be coming sooner rather than later. Hit me up on the email, thelostart@yahoo.com. Send me emails so I can address them. We can get a dialogue going. That worked out pretty well, I would say. Let's keep that going. Let's keep the momentum going forward. All right, guys. We'll stay safe out there. And I will see you guys back here on The Lost Art.